Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm excited to have Jessica Colazzo on. We're talking all things discipleship and calling. So we really hope you enjoy our conversation. I hope you stay through to the end because it gets really, really good. Let's get into it. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Call to Build podcast. Today I am excited to have my friend with us and her name is Jessica Colazzo. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure thing. So I am a Chicago native and that is near and dear to my heart. I'm a city girl, but now live in North Carolina. And I have, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister. Um, so I'm kind of like all of those things. Um, but yeah, I have two beautiful boys. My husband and I are going on 17 years wow. of marriage. And so, which is kind of crazy. Um, and for everyone that doesn't know me out there, we got married when I was 20, you know, it was like a young thing. We didn't know what we were doing. We were babies. And now it's like, okay, we can live life now, you know? (laughs) Um, But yeah. And then I am, I'm Puerto Rican. And so funny thing is for most people when I realize this, but Spanish was actually my first language. Oh, I didn't even know that. I didn't really know that either until recently. (laughs) You know, when you have those moments, I, I called my sisters. So between me and my family, like I'm I'm the youngest and there's a little bit of an age gap. So I called my sister and I asked her, hey, what was my first like words? Like, what did I start speaking? Yeah. And she was like, Spanish. And I was like, oh, so technically Spanish is my first language, not English. Okay. And so, yeah, it was like this whole thing cool. that was really interesting to discover about myself recently. So, yeah. So that's why I just figured, let me tell everyone. That's just a little yeah. fun fact. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we also work at Proverbs 31 Ministries together. We do. That is how we met. Yes. I am the senior manager of operations there. And that just means that I have my hands in a little bit of everything. And I have the privilege of working with all the different departments. Um, Customer experience is under me, the our P31 bookstore, um, and uh, all of our inventory and purchasing falls under me. So I just, I get to dabble in a lot of little things. Yes. Yes, and she's very good at her job. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, since this is called to build, mm-hmm. what is it? This is your job, obviously. You have many hats that you wear, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like you just said, you're a mom, you're a sister, you're a wife. You're, you work at Proverbs. What is it besides those things that you feel that you are called to? And then we'll get into a little bit more of like the wording with that. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because the things that I do at Proverbs... Mm are more my career. Okay. And I feel like that's where I get to operate in my gifts, mm-hmm. my strengths. Yeah, you know, I I'm very strategic. I I have a heart for people. So I feel like that's more God kind of honored my heart, I would say, you know, for lack of a better term, where he knew that my career was really important to me. Okay. And so he meshed the two together. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm called to walk alongside people to encourage people, to build people up, but not, not just for them, but for the kingdom so that they can do whatever they're called to do in the kingdom. And part of that for me lies in the identity, Mm. like the identities that the world gives us versus the identity that we have in Christ. And for me, that's why it's important that when I introduce myself, it's me, I'm Jessica. Right. And I do all of these things. Right. But my identity doesn't fall in, I'm a mom. My identity doesn't fall in, I'm a wife. My identity doesn't fall into my job. 
my identity is I am Jessica. Mm. And then from there, these are all the blessings that are part of my life that I get to be a part of. Right, right, right. That makes sense. What do you see that people that you have had a chance to speak into in people's lives in that calling that you're like helping them draw that out of them, their identity in what their role is in the kingdom, whatever you have the chance to do that in. Well, and I feel like I've had the chance to do it in many different, you know, ways, I should say. Um, I've worked in outreach Mm. a lot in my churches in Chicago, marriage ministry, Mm. women's ministry. So I've been able to touch people in different ways. And and where I've seen it play out the most is where when people identify themselves with what they do versus who they are, then that's where I've seen the struggle come in. Because then the minute what they do is in trouble, the minute what they do is not operating right, then all of a sudden there's this crisis of identity happening as if they're not enough. Mm -hmm. And and this comes from my personal struggle because I don't think that the Lord ever calls us to speak into something that we don't struggle in ourselves. And so it's the things that I've had to learn for me of, okay, I am more than, Mm. I'm more than my abilities. I am more than my gifts. I'm more than my talents. Like I am a created being of the King of Kings, you know, like he spent his time on me. And so I've seen people like marriages get derailed Mm. when, when the wife's identity is in the husband, the husband's identity is in his work, work falls apart. So marriage falls apart, all of the things. And it's just like this trickling effect of when God is not at the center of who we are. Right. And we understand that first we were created by him Mm. for him. And then to do all these other things, that's when we're in trouble to keep it in that order. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So even like getting a little bit deeper in, in that, what you're called to do, what your calling is. Let's talk about the difference though, between what you're called to do and what you're, what God is calling us to. Mm -hmm. So can you unpack that a little bit? Cause we've been talking about that. Yeah. And so what I'm called to do Mm. is I am called to walk alongside people. Mm. I'm called to encourage people. I'm called to speak life over people. Mm -hmm. That is a gift that the Lord has given me to do. What I'm called to is in that I have to speak truth of God's word. And so I can't separate the two and do, but I have to acknowledge that the two comes before the do. And so I am called to speak life, but life only comes through the word. And so if I'm, I'm walking in this calling and I'm doing this any other way, but by speaking the truth, then what I'm doing Mm. is failing. Mm. Like that's just it. There's no other way to put it because I'm called to the truth of God's word. That means it's, it's unfiltered. That means it's not, I don't have to fluff it up. I don't have to defend it. Mm. I don't have to try to bring extra context around it. That becomes relevant to the culture that we're living in. Amen. It's I'm called to speak this word and I do that over the lives of other people and by connecting with people and walking alongside to people and I think there's your differences Mm -hmm. do you see in our culture or anywhere that people are getting the two confused oh yeah absolutely because in and it's 
I feel like we're all guilty of this at one point or right. another, right? Sure. We, we come to the Lord. We are, we start discipleship. We start all of these different things, right? right? right. And it's go out, go preach the gospel, go do this. Right. And then, but now we want to get cutesy with how we're doing it. Right. <laughs> and, and we're all guilty of it because we live in a society that's so entertaining oh, yeah. and we live in a society that's so visually appealing mm-hmm. where you have to catch somebody's attention mm-hmm. so now I have to try to catch somebody's attention to then do you know mm-hmm. whatever else mm-hmm. where ultimately Jesus catches people's attention mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just Jesus mm-hmm. because people are ultimately hurting People are lost. People are confused. And so when we do anything but bring them Jesus mm, first, that's good. then we're setting them up for failure almost because then we're setting them up into this standard of like, oh, you need to be doing this, this, and this, and this for all of this to be right. And it's like, mm. no, you just need to be sitting with Jesus. Mm. And what does it mean to sit with Jesus? Well, that's going to be up to you and him to determine because it may be me on a walk Mm-hmm. seeing all of nature all around me to get in tune with, okay, this is Jesus. It may be me on my knees. It may look different every single time, yeah. but it's for sure not me on my feed. It's for sure not me on all of these, you know, like extra things of we have to have this whole group together. We have to be studying this way. We have to have our quiet time needs to look a certain way. Right. And all of it, like, I think we bring all of these extra things in and while they're not bad, sure, they're tools though. Right. They're not the main thing. Right. And I think that's where we've like twisted it, yes. where we've made those things the main thing. Right. Right. And the main thing is Jesus. Right. And then everything else is tools that we use to stay close and connected to Jesus. Yes. And so that's, that's kind of the way that I see it. Yeah. And I don't know. I've been, I feel like the Lord's been talking to me about this lately again, as he, you know, likes to bring us back around on these things, Mm -hmm. but you know, like he's always impressed in this idea. And I know both of us have a heart for discipleship, but you can't lead someone in discipleship. If you are not personally like letting the Lord lead you in discipleship. Mm -hmm. And that's what I feel like sometimes like I'm guilty of it, where it's like, I'm out here doing this dang thing. And, but the Lord's like, okay, but how about you just, you know, deal with yourself. And I think that's something that I see in myself and in in other people as we're out here trying to replicate disciples, but what kind of a disciple am I? Mm -hmm. Like, are we replicating a disciple that's a true disciple of Christ or some kind of weird, like what kind of version are we, you know, doing? And I think that's to your point of what we're called to, Mm -hmm. like first being called to Jesus and our relationship to him. And then out of the overflow, what we're called to do. Right. And I think the reason that we struggle with that so much Mm -hmm. is because for such a long time, we as the church Mm -hmm. have created these personas of what the discipler looks like Mm. and what the disciple looks like. Right. And so as a discipler, like as someone who is pouring into, well, I'm put together, (laughs) but that's not true right? because I think that's where we've taken out the humanity of what discipleship is. Discipleship is walking alongside, right? So when Jesus discipled the disciples, right? Mm -hmm. When you think about the relationship with Peter, Mm -hmm. what happened? Peter 
how many times did he rebuke Peter? Right. You know, he told Peter, Satan, get behind me. Right. right. But at yeah. the same time, he told them on this rock, I will build my church. Right. And so we've taken, first of all, part of discipleship where we're not raw and honest of that piece. Like we keep it very like surface and fluffy in that side of it. Right. But on the flip side of it, what did Jesus do? He retreated. I am going to go with the father. I am going to pray. He spent yeah. his time alone with God yeah. and he showed the disciples mm. that he needed that time. And we, I feel like get afraid mm. to show people that we need that time. Yeah. So it's like, Oh, if we take a break, well, no, it's not taking a break. Mm. It's spending time with Jesus. Okay. It's getting the myself, the, <laughs> making sure that I'm connected to the source right. so that I can then connect yeah, you to right. the source. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that's the that's piece good. I feel like that has shifted yes. in the church yes. where we have to have it all together and we have to have this and all of that. And it's like, no, the best way yeah. that I can disciple someone is to let them walk with me in my mess. Mm. So good. And so what does that mean? That means that doesn't mean they're giving me advice when I'm struggling mm -hmm. with my marriage this week, when I'm struggling with my walk this week, when I'm struggling with mm -hmm. that. No, what it means is that I, I will let them know and say, hey, just so you know, um, I'm going to spend time with God this week because I feel like my heart's really not right. And I need to go and I need to separate and I need to be with the Lord. Right, right. now. Guess what? That person now doesn't feel bad when they go through their season mm -hmm. yeah. of I don't know how to do this, yeah. or I feel dry, or I feel this, or I feel that. And, and that's where if the discipline mm -hmm. comes in mm -hmm. of, well, I'm going to go spend time with Jesus. Right. And I think that's Good. where it's been the, again, the two and the do, right. I'm called to spend time with Jesus so that then I can go and do the work of Jesus. And so if I'm discipling someone mm -hmm. and not showing them the same process, then I think that's where it becomes, you know, a hard and it becomes wrong because then really what I'm doing is I'm counseling them. Mm. I'm not discipling them. Right. Right. And, you know, right. like, it's just, it's really a counselor relationship, but that's not what I was called to do. Mm. I wasn't called to counsel. Mm. There are people that's that were really called good. to counsel that are gifted in that. Right. I was called to disciple. So disciple means we yeah. walk life together. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit about like what discipling actually looks like in the day to day? Because I think we throw this word around. I feel like for the first time in my life, uh, this last year, like our group has really started to walk this out. And I feel like we just had this conversation, like we need to take this even deeper. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk about what that looks like. It's accountability. Yes. One. Yes. And what does accountability look like? Accountability looks like uncomfortable conversations mm -hmm. because accountability looks like we're having to talk about our walk in light of what the gospel is telling me. Right. And so I told you last week, we had, we went on a walk last week because it's, it's what we do when we get together, <laughs> you know, we'll go do something. And we, we talked about how impactful I had just watched the if gathering conference mm -hmm. and how I felt like the Lord really convicted my heart in this area. Right. Why? Because I felt like the Lord had already been poking at my heart about holding certain people in my life accountable to the commitment that we made right. to walk life together right. Right? right? in and outside of our group. Right. And this is where it goes back to the fluffy gospel or the, mm. the surface or, or the not wanting to offend, you know, mm. type of thing. Right. Yes. It's, you want to keep things 
at a place that feels good because we we want to be friends, right? You don't want nobody mad at you. (laughs) But ultimately, Mm -hmm. it's okay if they're mad at you for the sake of the gospel. And that's where the Lord convicted me of, am I trying to keep the friendship here or am I trying to make sure that they make it to heaven, right? Right. Am I trying to make sure that when they go before the Lord and I go before the Lord, we did what we were called to do on this earth. Right. And, and that's what discipleship is. So discipleship means where if we're struggling with something that I may have to call out, what is the sin behind the struggle? Mm. And so for me, the sin behind the struggle is pride. That is one of my sins that I have to deal with constantly. Mm. And part of the pride is my image and how I come across Mm -hmm. because I don't want to come across as less than, but who am I coming across to less than too? (laughs) Right. 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 But what I need is then someone that's speaking into me to say, yeah, but where are you getting that from? Or why are you thinking like that? That's going to challenge the depth of my, my thought process because the battle is in the mind. We know this. Yep, yep, yep. And so if our battle is in the mind and the Bible tells us to be of sound mind, right. that means that we need somebody challenging our thought process yeah. and saying, why are you feeling like this now? Yeah. And taking it deeper, not just, I'm so sorry that it feels like that. The Lord, is he's here. He hears you. Yeah. Oh, he's with you, sweetheart. Like we can give all of those things, right. but that's not discipleship. Mm-hmm. Discipleship is okay, but what work are you doing? Mm -hmm. Are you, okay, are you looking at your scripture or are you, how are you holding on to the truth of God's word in this season that you're in? Because we're all going to walk the seasons. And that's, I think the other part of discipleship that people don't acknowledge is that we borrow from each other's faith in those seasons. And so I'm going to walk through my season of help and I'm going to walk through the season of feeling disconnected. And I'm going to walk through the season of feeling like I'm doing it all wrong. Right. And what I need in that season is somebody that's going to walk alongside me that is just going to say, Hey, how are you doing today? Right. I don't need someone preaching to me 24 (laughs) seven. And there's a difference between challenging and preaching to someone. Right. And so, but I do need someone to challenge me to say, Hey, so what did you do today to stay connected to the Lord? Right. Right. And it can look different. Is it a sermon that I heard? Is it worship? Is it this? Because there's different things that we're going to have to hold on to in different seasons. Yeah. But that's discipleship. Yeah. Not that's good. The fluffy. Okay. Go to here, do this, have your quiet time. Are you spending X amount of time in your word? Are you doing this Bible study? Are you, are you serving in this capacity? Because we could serve, 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 and then we'll get to Jesus. And he's going to say, depart from me. and do not know you. Right. Because we never had the intimacy with him done. Yeah. That's what you just said, though, too, about really this culture. Like, I didn't even realize how much I'm a part of this. This, like, don't offend me culture. And because, like, as Christians, I feel like, okay, we're not really a part of that. But when I think about, like, when I'm going through a hard time, if I'm in a relationship with a group of people or one person, like, we have to get to a place where you know, I'm not going to be offended if you ask me a hard question Mm -hmm. and vice versa, you know, to be like, 
it, to, to trust each other that, that that discipleship relationship or whatever it is that we're you know with a group of people your bible study group whatever it is that you have to give permission to people to say i actually am 100 in this so when i start acting weird please say something to me and i give you permission to because we need people that's actual love yeah love is not letting you stay in your funk no indefinitely no that's not, you know, and excusing your funk right. and it's not, um, being passive about it. Right. Love is mm-hmm. the depths of it. Mm-hmm. It'll win. Love is when Jesus with the woman at the well mm-hmm. and says, where's your husband? And I don't have one. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. and the right. five other that you were with weren't either. Right. That's her funk. Yep. Right. Yep. That was her. That's where she got lost in. Mm-hmm. That's where she retreated to when she didn't feel her worth or when she didn't understand how to walk through things. Mm -hmm. And he pulled her out of that to give her living water. Mm -hmm. He pulled her from that. And from there, she became the first evangelist in in the scripture, right? Right. So if I leave you in your funk, then what I'm doing is I'm hindering the kingdom because Mm -hmm. God's given you a calling to build. And so if I leave you stuck where you were, then what happens to all those lives that God is calling you to speak into? I, that's, that's the part of it. And yeah. so one, I, I listened to an uh, interview once with um, Shelly Giglio and she said, we need to have thick skin and soft hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's because we are like, we're such, we live in such a time where we're so in our feelings <laughs> that we're so offended by everything. Yeah. Yeah. But what we should be offended by is the lack of reverence mm-hmm. for the gospel. Mm-hmm. We should be offended by all the souls that are lost yeah. because they're getting this watered down version yeah. of who Jesus is. Yeah. And that's not what we're not we're even holding to... ourselves accountable. No. Yeah. And that yeah. that's, again, where discipleship starts right. here, right? Right. right? I have to, it's not only who is physically discipling me it's spiritually i am spiritually being discipled by the holy spirit because that's part of the sanctification process right right? Right. that's me and god that's our walk right so i have to be in there letting the spirit disciple me letting the spirit convict me letting that and then i have to have trusted people around me that will then do it from in this physical world that will be able to speak into the spiritual side of things. Yeah. And so those are the places where it's like, okay, that's true discipleship. Yeah. Okay. So for the person that's listening to this right now and they're thinking, okay, that's great. And everything like, how do I get that? Like, what would your advice be? You have to build that. Come on. Yep. I mean, there's no other way. It's not going to fall on our laps. And and this is a hard thing. And this is one of the things that I've personally struggled with because I've I've always seemed to be that connector Mm. in my life where I I bring people together, right? And so it's, I bring this friend group and this friend group and everybody becomes friends and I check in here and I check in here and all of those things. And then I would always feel like, who's checking in on me, Mm. right? Who's doing this for me? But then I had to understand, no, if I want that intimacy, I have to seek that intimacy Mm. because what happens is the deeper that we are in, then yes, then they start checking in on me, Mm. but I have to initiate that. I have to be the one to seek people out Mm. and then to be honest, to say, what kind of relationship are we having? (laughs) So again, it's the deeper uncomfortable side of things that says, okay, so are we, are we going there? Right. 
Like, are we going to talk about it all? And, and, and for those listening, and I want you to understand our group, like it's sex, love, marriage, singleness, finances. Like we talk about it all spiritual warfare, all of it. But that was a conscious choice that we all made to say, we're going to go deep here. And we are going to be in each other's business because (laughs) we live in a society that's like, you do you and I'll do me. Right. And it's like, no, no, that's not what the Bible called us to do. The Bible called us together to do this life. So that means that I need to be in your business. Like you need to be in my business, but there's a difference because Mm -hmm. it's not coming from a gossipy, nosy, want to run somebody place. No, it's coming from a deep, intimate, no girl, you're called to more. Right. Okay. No, but you need to speak life over your kids right now. You Mm -hmm. need to speak life over your husband. No, you need to speak life over the situation that you're in, whatever it is that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by being in each other's business, but you, you're going to have to seek it out, but you're going to have to use discernment for it too. Yes. Cause not everyone is called to walk into the depths of your journey. Yes. They're not. That's good. That's good. Deciphering. Right. Uh And so again, our group was a conscious choice, but it was a conscious choice to be with a group of seasoned believers who were all in a certain place in their walk Mm -hmm. that was like, okay, we are going to do this life together. Right. right? And we are going to speak into the depths of our walk and our fears and all of that. And, and that doesn't mean that there's not a place for, if you do a group with new believers or things like that, but when we're going to talk discipleship and we're going to talk these type of relationships, right. not everyone can have that voice in your life right? because not everyone is in a place spiritually right. to be able to do that. Right. So you need to also know that yeah. piece. You need to also understand like, are they in their walk? So again, if I'm going to borrow from your faith, mm-hmm. then I need to know that you're spending that time with Jesus. <laughs> right. Right. I need to know that, that mm-hmm. I can trust that you're praying and you're in your word and you're seeking out. And again, we all go through our ups and downs, but that at the core of who we are, that it's Jesus. Yeah, that's, it's so good. And I think like what in our society, especially after COVID and everything, we're like more isolated than ever. And I think like, if you're listening to this right now, this is something that's worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. It's, I think it's vital. The Lord never wanted us to do our faith by ourselves. And I think, the enemy has convinced us that we can do it by ourselves Mm -hmm. and we're struggling because of that. And I think like Jess said, like initiate, it can Mm -hmm. be hard. It's hard to feel rejected. Mm -hmm. It can be hard to like take some time to find your people, but pray about it. Mm -hmm. Ask the Lord to bring you your people because he wants it for you more than you even. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is such a good conversation and um, I love it. So you have so many good, great things to say, and I'm sure people want to connect with you even further. So let us know where we can find more of you, Jess. So you can find me on Instagram. Okay. I'm underscore Jessica Calazzo. So it's okay. my full name. Uh, you can, my website, jessicacalazzo.com. Okay. If you want to connect with me that way, but yeah, that's usually kind of where I hang out and I'm going to apologize in advance. I am not the person that posts like crazy, but I do post and it is, I do connect with people yes. that way. Um, but I think it's more of that. I'm doing me. That's right. right? I'm not that person yeah. that, that is like constantly on there. 
I, but I'm on there yeah. and you'll see my family and you'll yeah. see my kiddos and you'll see my life. And I'm very much the person that when you connect with me, you're going to get just all of me. Yes. You're not, it's not just one side of me. And so if you want to connect with me that way, yeah, that's yes. a great way to connect with me. And I'll put all of her links in the show notes so you guys can just click and go follow her. She's amazing. So email her if you have questions, y'all. She'll get you answers. <laughs> I try. I will try. So thank you so much for joining us today. And we will talk to you guys next time. Well, I hope that encouraged you today and that you can take some of those things away and apply it to your own situation. If you enjoyed listening today, we would love it if you would share and rate the podcast. That helps so much. And if you want to take a screenshot of wherever you're listening and share it on your Instagram stories and tag called to build or me, Ashley.Morgan.Jackson, we will be able to see those and share those out as well. We thank you so much for listening and for your support. And we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening.